Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode 22 of the Kitmag Pod. Today we have a Maradona special. So, guys, welcome back in honour of Maradona special today. Are we all drinking Coke as we record this podcast? <laughs> not, not for me. Purely Lucas Aid, AD. It's got electrolytes, what your body needs. So, uh, as they say. Right, this week, as I mentioned, we've got a brilliant Maradona Napoli mashup special. We've got Damien from RB Jerseys joining us to chat all things Maradona and all things Napoli. But in the meantime, we have the usual weekly news. Joining us this week, who have we got? We have... We've got Tom at ShirtFan. And um, we've got Mike at Footy Shirts. There's no Scott today. It's because he's got COVID. It's not because we're going to be talking about an English shirt later on. Without further ado, let's move on to the news. So this time of year, it's all about new kit releases. And I thought rather than having a scripted news this week, Tom, Mike, I'll just chat to you about new shirts. So who's seen what and who wants to talk about what shirts? I think I'll jump in first. And, you know, the the biggest release this week, the one that everyone's talking about, we should probably kick off with that. And it is Sutton United and their new home and away shirt duo, because they've gone back to quarters for the first time in almost a decade, but still the old amber and chocolate coloured quarters. And it's, it's very nice. Welcome back to the quarters for Sutton United. Um, I'm what I, all I'm going to say about that with Tom is despite it being apparently all everybody is talking about this week I know nothing about it so <laughs> I'll just say I'll check that out after we've recorded yeah and I'm going back to scripted content next week so uh any other shirts <laughs> no surely we should start off with with the England's women's shirt shouldn't we the the home and away which has been released for the Euros this summer I mean it's a really nice shirt don't know whether I, I want to have the pleasure of going into the details on it or Mike, what, what do you think about it? Yeah, I like it. It's nice. Um, obviously the, the main talking point is the, the badges and um, they're not traditional as we would usually expect an England badge to be certainly on the home shirt. But um, I saw on Twitter, someone touched on, you know, they have gone away from the, the traditional badge in the past with all red and all blue on some of the men's shirts. But um, the shirts, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're nice. They're, they're decent shirts. Um, I think the home in particular on the, the, the dry fit advance has a really, really cool pattern on this one. Um, and I know we've talked about it before. People probably fed up with us banging on about it, but I think it's one that's really going to highlight the difference between stadium and authentic again which will certainly be a talking point and the talking point is also been the price which has seemed to be very high specifically for the dry fit advance but if we're talking purely design i think they're good shirts my only qualm i would like a more traditional badge on the home shirt that's all i think you're right the, the pattern on the dry fit version of the shirt is brilliant I, I, one thing i wondered though is it bespoke to england that pattern or is it going to be you know a a Nike material pattern across their catalogue this year can you stop asking questions that we don't know the answers to because we're supposed to look like we know what we're talking about Tom I think based based on the fact that the home and the away are different it does imply that it is a a bespoke pattern and um, Nike have done bespoke patterns before for the dry fit advance haven't they I I know Holland had one didn't they for for one of theirs 
Um, so hopefully it's bespoke. It, like I say, it it depends on the difference between the stadium, the the dry fit advanced version, but it, as to whether or not how bespoke it looks, if you know what I mean. Because if it's if it's less pronounced, then all of a sudden the kit doesn't look quite so bespoke. But if it is, I think that's a good thing. I have to say as well, I'm less of a fan of that away shirt. I think it's a little bit... Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that South Korea home shirt from from the other year. The the red, and again, I like the iridescent badges, and I don't mind it on the home, the, the kind of glimmering silver-white version. But the red, it, it just doesn't do it for me. It doesn't scream England. It's it, Like I said, it reminds me of like a Korean shirt or something like that, but I'm sure I'll get used to it and get over it. There's a lot of people out there that like shiny things. I'm sure they're going to be a massive, massive hit. And of course, we wish the team all the luck in the Euros coming up this summer. There were a few other Nike releases from the, for the women's kits as well this week, weren't there? They were really good. Which caught anybody's eyes? I think the obvious one's the France one, isn't it? That home shirt is pretty oui, spectacular. Oui, oui. oui. Um, yeah, no, it looks really good. Obviously, I, I, again, talking about the the authentics and stadiums i'm not sure what the the pattern within is going to be like on that one i haven't seen it up close to see but um but the shirt itself stunning um the, the the design within it obviously is is very very unique a few comparisons i've sort of sort of like old mexico shirts and things like that purely based on you know how busy the pattern is and so on but no i think that's a good one that's for me that's the best international release i've seen so far, even over the Adidas ones we talked about a few weeks back, and I'm an Adidas fanboy, so that hurts to say, but it's it's got to be the best so far. Yeah, I think we climaxed early for those Adidas releases, but on hindsight, are we all in rough agreement that Nike have won the battle so far in terms of how they look off the pitch anyway? I would say so. I think what's interesting, and we, we spoke about it certainly online on the last England women's team releases, it seems like Nike are a bit more willing to push the boat out with designs for these women's kits. They go a little less traditional, but that isn't to their detriment because we all love them. Every time these women's kits come out, they're great. And I I do wonder if that's because they are pushing the boundaries about a traditional kit a little bit. So, yeah, big fan of them. And there were some other international releases this week in the the men's game. I don't know if the women are wearing the kits as well, but there's some area designs coming out this week as well. Yeah, there were. So, I mean, all bespoke as well. So another another positive on that. So it's all part of the UEFA kit assistance scheme. So basically nations can sign up to this um, to ensure that they get, um, I did have a little fact check just to make sure. So they get, it's actually customised training and matchwear for senior and under 21 national teams. Now, I'm not a big national team shirt lover myself, but I know a lot of people are into these. And I think that there's, some particularly good ones. I had a quick look through the list of the, that were released this week. And this week we saw Andorra, Belarus, Cyprus, Faroe Islands, Liechtenstein, Luxembourg, Malta and San Marino. So there's a few favourites in there for those that do the, the FIFA challenge. Um, for me, the highlight of them, I don't know if you guys have seen them with a Belarus home and away. Uh, really, really nice shirts. Area doing good things, good bespoke kits. I think it's... Good to see. All of them generally good, but yeah, Belarus is the highlight for me. Yeah, that 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 was the one that I'd kind of pinpointed. That Belarus shirt, I think it looks really good. I'm going to disagree with you, chaps. Like, I, I think it, I do think it's brilliant that UA put some money in to help assistance for bespoke kits. But there's some great patterns in there. The necklines are all pretty. Like, I would rather take a Nike or Adidas template shirt and wear that 
than some of the necklines and collars on those shirts. But I'm a big collar fan, so maybe it's just me. You know, you've just I, insulted I, the national dress of every Belarusian out there, Aidy, because <laughs> that neckline is traditional. It speaks to hundreds of years of heritage. <laughs> uh, no offence to national dress, dresses intended. Just, just how I feel about certain collars. That was made up about the, the dress. <laughs> you all love those colours. You genuinely love it. They I, look I, like, I, I, I tell you what yeah. they look like. They look like the Nike 1996, 97. You know, the first like Dortmund Jamberg ones that didn't have a collar, but they had like a V and a, a thing coming across the top. They look a bit like that, but a lot more. <laughs> I was just going to say, that's not the best example because a lot of people like those. But I, I, don't, I don't disagree that the colours aren't amazing. Um, maybe it, maybe I'm I've been desensitised from poor area collars from Chantham Town Avenue for the past God knows how many years. Um, but I think I think I would still take a slightly rubbish collar and have a bespoke kit. Um, let, let's face it, the teams that they've given to, they're not going to win a game. They're, they're, I mean, we're talking San Marinos and Maltas and Luxembourgs. They they don't pick they they celebrate like they've won the World Cup when they score a goal. So I think making those guys feel more like a national team having a bespoke kit. I, I think that's a good thing. I, I like it. Yeah, I feel bad now. You're right, Mike. They, uh, when, when they um, launched that multi-kit, they started releasing like pictures of a detail first. They called it a Malteser. Oh. <laughs> Shocking. Anyway, close to home, there's been a few domestic releases as well this week. Who's, I mean, there's one obvious one that comes to mind, but... Who's been looking at the Coventry kit? Yeah, so I had a look at the Coventry kit, and they've gone back to the future, haven't they? They've uh, their new shirt, the home shirt. It's 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 taken inspiration from the Admiral shirts of the seventies, which I always thought were really popular. But I see that the brown away shirt with the this particular tramline pattern that that Hummel have um, used. A lot of people don't like that brown away shirt. Anyway, Hummel have taken the inspiration from those kits in the late seventies, and they've given Coventry a completely bespoke home shirt and goalkeeper shirt for this season and uh they've gone down an absolute storm i mean i think they're a really nice throwback kit and a really nice kit in its own right and uh i think they tweeted over the last couple of days coventry that they've had a 70 percent increase in sales compared to this time last year so it shows how popular these these shirts have been and again go bespoke or go broke because that is the winning formula here if you give your team a bespoke kit People are going to buy it and, you know, there's effort gone into it. And kind of drawing on what we spoke about last week with the the York City designer, this Coventry shirt has taken inspiration again from the cathedral in Coventry. And it, within the, the tram lines on the shirt, you can see a pattern that is actually taken from the stained glass windows in the cathedral. So, again, a lovely little bespoke touch that plays into the, the local area and heritage and fans have lapped it up. So... The way you sure they were tram lines. You said Back to the Future. You sure they weren't like fire lines from the DeLorean shooting up, you know, 88 mile an hour? See, this is what happens when I don't fully think my jokes through or my puns because I've missed the boat. <laughs> I um, I, 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 I like the kit myself, but I thought I'd give for a bit of a change. I'd have a look on Twitter and see what everybody else thought about it. So I got a little bit of, of I think there's definitely an age divide. Like when I looked at a few of the comments that were being made, there's definitely people who kind of remember the old kit. So some of the good comments we had, this standard, you know, that's brilliant. There were quite a few gifts 
implying people liked it way more than they should. Um, there was a few comments. It's a thing of beauty. This looks amazing. Great kit. Reminds me of my first game at Highfield Road. Uh, there was a few comments. One guy just said, oh, my God, you sexy. Um, another guy just wrote, God, I'm horny. Um, and another one just put uh, amazing for those of a certain age. So I think the age divide. And then there were some bad comments. It's not all good. Uh, one guy said, I've just thrown up. Um, another guy said, that's disgusting. Someone else said, making my eyes hurt, minging. That's with, without the G on the end. Um, someone said it's the most disgusting thing they've ever seen. Someone said simply, ew. Uh, someone else said it's like a Man City kit from Wish. And then one guy said, what the f*** is that? To be honest, mate, um, I think you've been looking at the wrong site. These are all off Facebook when I changed my profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I just got to say, that there were a few other comments that confused me. There was one guy who asked if there's going to be a sleeveless version. Okay. Um, there was another guy who said, seems naked, but I is an old fart. I'm not quite sure if he commented on the right tweet. Um, and then another guy wrote, be nice on woman looks plush. So... <laughs> And I'm glad you withheld my confidentiality on that last tweet. Uh, I, I can see a new, a new a new Twitter account being set up, though, out of context shirt comments. <laughs> uh, that no, that would be a good one. Generally, though, thumbs up amongst us? Definitely from me, yeah. Definitely, it's great. There is a link to this shirt in Kit Room 101 later on, so we won't, uh, won't tease you too much. We've had too many Malta shirts already. Any other shirts this week? I did see one that I, I, saw, I wanted to mention. A few people have been talking about it, is I believe it's the Finland shirts have been uh, re- released. Really, really nice looking away shirt with a nice bespoke design. The home shirt, however, is an absolute farce because all they've done is that really cool gradient of colour they had in the cross. They've simply just taken that out and put a block colour of what looked like a navy blue in it. And it literally looks like they've just taken three steps back in design from the the previous home shirt. Um, So it's a shame because they brought in a really good away and completely ruined the home. That made a lot of people really cross. I've got a funny uh, story actually related to Finnish football. When I was at university, a friend of mine, he was six foot five. And we went out Wednesday night, sports social and he decided to get very friendly with the goalkeeper on the women's football team. Of course, we didn't know what her name was. So we all decided to call her Lucy Jaskalainen. Okay, I think that's a great place <laughs> to finish there. Let's, uh, let's move on to this week's Kit History. Kid history, kid history, we haven't made it up. Kid history, kid history, we read it on Wikipedia. This week, I thought I'd go back a couple of episodes because I heard AD chatting about the, the history of the Palermo kit. So I thought I'd do a little fact check and see who was right on that one. So originally, Palermo played in red and blue, but there was a decision to change that because they felt that it was too commonplace within Italian football. So in 1907, founding member Count Giuseppe Aroldi suggested that they should wear pink and black. He said it represented the sweet and the sad, and he felt it was good for a team like Palermo, whose results were as up and down as a Swiss clock. 
And that's why they wear now pink. So contrary to beliefs about running kits, running red kits and so on, that's where it came from. And the only time this changed in their history after that uh, was when they were affected by uh, Mussolini's fascist regime. And they were forced to wear red and yellow, which are the colours of the municipality of Palermo. But they did switch back as soon as Mussolini's fascists fell from power. Interesting to see that political regimes can uh, affect the kits that are being worn by teams. Interesting. That's, that is interesting. That's uh, putting myths to bed, Mike. That's what we like to do. Kid history, kid history, we haven't made it up. Kid history, kid history, we read it on Wikipedia. So in our feature this week, we had Damien at RB Soccer Jerseys join Scott and Adrian. And he is talking about one of the greatest footballers of all time, Diego Maradona, and how he made Napoli one of the cult clubs of all time and also made their jerseys absolutely iconic. Welcome listeners, we're going to take you back to the year 1984. The summer of 84, Maradona arrived on the shores of Naples, breaking the world record transfer fee again with a £6.9 million transfer to Napoli. And that was the start of a beautiful story. Joining me today to talk through Maradona's career in kits with Napoli, we're joined by Damien and Scott. Adrian, thanks. How are you? Very well. So who was the kick us off? 1984, Maradona arriving. How big a shock was that at the time in world football? Well, I wasn't born at the time, but I can only imagine a player, the Barcelona fans, it must have been huge for them having such a such a big player depart in such a way. I mean, it must have been, uh, we, we could probably think of a lot of modern equivalents of big players leaving, but the, the the contrast between the excitement in Naples and the heartbreak in Barcelona must have been huge. Yeah, it was a fairly acrimonious exit, wasn't it, by all accounts? So, yeah, he'd had a couple of tricky years in Catalonia, struggling with illness and injury. He had that horrific injury, didn't he, against, was it Atletico Bilbao, the butcher of Bilbao, wasn't it? Broke his leg, his ankle. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, They reunited, didn't they, I think, on, on the final of the Copa del Rey during his second season. And there was no love loss there, was there, Damien? Yeah, yeah, well, that uh, YouTube video is very famous. Unfortunately, I wasn't born either, so I only live on those YouTube videos. But yeah, no, that was not a great encounter <laughs> between the teams, but it's a very cool video to, to watch. But indeed, it was the end of him at Barcelona. For anybody who wasn't born, I was, but I was one, so I didn't watch it. Um, <laughs> in the worlds before UFC fighting, it was as close as you could get with uh, all 22 players on the pitch, along with... Uh, an awful lot of the crowd spectators, including the, the King of Spain. So it, it's, it's very famous. But if you haven't seen it, do have a look. And I think for the Barcelona executives, that was that was enough, really. And and they did more than recoup their money. So uh, a beautiful love story then unfolded. So at the time in Italy, Italy was being dominated by the northern teams. And your Inters, Milan, Juventus, Roma, they were dominant teams at the time. Napoli was a an unfashionable southern Italian club. Yeah. Why do we think he pitched up there? Oh, well... <laughs> I think there are uh, 
many uh, reasons, but let's say it was a love for the, for the city of Naples. I think, uh, let's say that the Napoli wanted him more than uh, than anyone else. I think he felt that Naples could be a great match uh, for him. Anybody who has heard anything from uh, Naples knows about how passionate people are. And I think as a footballer, it must be a great if you can handle the pressure and well the love as well because I mean. All the attention can be or, or positive or negative, but if you can handle that, I think it's a very beautiful city to live and to play football. So I think he was just attracted to that. It was made possible, so good for him. We won't speculate about how it was made possible and how it was financed. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for another podcast. Yeah. So the kits during that first season, that been an era before, hadn't they? But that season they weren't with an era, were they? Yeah, no, they were with a brand called Linea Time. And I believe they made just cycling gear, or other sports gear, not really football shirts. And those are actually very pretty, like, very beautiful shirts that they made only for one season and then they returned to an era. They're well worth looking up for anybody who hasn't seen them. Typical colorway for Napoli, but they've got a lovely trim on the cuffs and on the collar, the collar, lovely pinstripe effect on, on the home and away there, haven't they? How regularly do they come up, Damien? Oh, they, they never come up. Like now with Golazzo, um, they've made um, reissues of that, of that shirt. But the originals are so hard to find. I found a home and an away like four years ago, and I haven't seen any since then. You know, when you think of images of Diego Maradona, they're not, you'd think that that being his first year there and with the hype and everything and how excited they were, you'd think that there would be a lot more famous images of him wearing that first shirt. But there's there's really not. I mean, unless you're a, a particular fan and you go looking, you know, the images yeah. that are used in the media, they don't tend to go to that first season shirt. No, no, it's true. It's more about the Buitoni and uh, the Nero shirts, not really about the Cheerio from that, uh, yeah, 84, 85 season, unfortunately, because to me, it's one of the most beautiful he's uh, worn in the, in Naples. And on the pitch, it wasn't a bad season for Maradona. You know, the team finished eighth, which was a big mm-hmm. improvement on previous season, clocked up 17 goals in 36 appearances. And the season was famous for Hellas Verona, the fairy tale of Verona, and, and yeah. the team led by Elshar, wasn't it? The Danish centre forward. Yeah. Gaud- yeah, 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 indeed, yeah. Yeah, and, and Galderisi, uh, who I, I had to look up, and he was a future MLS star. And I know, Scott, you interview MLS, oh. but Galderisi apparently went over to New England Revolution and Tampa Bay after oh, being okay. top goal scorer for Hellas Verona and winning yeah. the Scudetto. Yeah, it must have been early on if he was playing for Tampa, yeah. The 85-86 season then kicked off and there was an improved third place finish for Napoli. They returned to the Enera kits and the famous uh, Butoni sponsor, which is synonymous now with images of uh, Maradona. For me, this is when the kits really started to get, you know, the, the, the image you have of Maradona playing for Napoli and and the uh, the beautiful blue home sky blue home kit and they had, it was a grey with a white collar and a trimmed away shirt. Um, have you ever seen ever seen any of them, Damien? I'm not personally. I've, I'm very scared to look for original shirts because, apart mm-hmm. from looking for your expertise, I think there there's not many around to compare. So it can be really difficult if when you see one for a very high price, whether it's original or not. Mm-hmm. 
for sure, because they're very uh, it's very hard to find originals, especially on eBay, and well, even on on Twitter. Not not all um, Brittany shirts I see are authentic, because it was just a, such a popular era, and people now know how to make money of the, those shirts, especially in Italy. If you look on uh, Italian eBay, you'll find a lot of fakes. And I thankfully was helped always by very kind collectors. Uh, when I had questions, and this is also why I'm always happy to help collectors uh, now as well, because this is how I learn stuff, and I hope that other people can learn from me. So, no, I've had uh, to go back to your to your question. Yeah, I've had uh, these shirts, uh, the '85, '86 season. I had a beautiful long sleeve shirt that, unfortunately, I don't have anymore. I do have because uh, an era had, had released a couple of different shirts that season, even the home shirts. So there was the woolen acrylic shirt, the ones that are very famous, but they also made like a polo style shirt which looks uh, a lot like the New York Cosmos. But this is like an, the 85 uh, New York Cosmos shirt. is basically a polo-style shirt, beautiful color with a trim, and it has some kind of pinstripes worked in the, in the fabric. And Napoli did that as well. Basically, I believe that this design was initially made by Ralph Lauren and then made for LSE. And since Enera got a contract with New York Cosmos, they copied the design and brought the design back to Italy. So Lazio, Roma and Napoli all had that special polo style kit, which I find very beautiful. This one I'm lucky enough to have, but it's now in Italy. Uh, the away shirt I've had as well. First I had fakes and then I finally found originals, but they're very, very beautiful. Um, very plain with just uh, the Buitoni sponsors. They're pretty cool. Those kits look amazing on the pitch. And I think this is where yeah. we start to see some of those more famous Maradona images and some of the more famous yes. Maradona goals. Because I think, I don't know if everybody's seen that indirect free kick against Juventus, where it's inside the box, they roll it and he just he just lifts it, almost scoops it over the wall into the top corner. That yeah. that was scored in this shirt, wasn't it? And then there was an incredible lob against Hellas Frona as well, you know, where he yeah. sort of turned, put the ball over the keeper from sort of 30 yards out, which was, again, an iconic goal. And the goalkeeper, it was uh, Giuliani, so a goalkeeper that actually joined Napoli a few years later and won the UEFA Cup and Scudetto was teammates with Maradona. So it's a nice little, oh, little yeah. story waving in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That brings us up to 1986-87, and things really started to get hot in Naples, didn't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Very special season for Napoli. They ended up winning the, the Serie A the first time in their history. So very proud moment for Napolitans, and still now the Napolitans, the Napolitans that I know are uh, very, very proud of that season and that moment that they uh, were crowned champions. And it was a double, wasn't it? The Coppa Italia as well against uh, Atalanta, yeah. two-legged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Coppa Italia, so it was a, yeah, indeed, double. I indeed think of the Scudetto, but indeed it was the Coppa Italia that they won as well. So the shirts that season are very similar to the previous season shirts, aren't they? Yes, yes, they're very, they're very similar. The only difference is the size of the Buitoni. Uh, the Buitoni sponsor in the previous season, they were smaller and that season they were just a bit bigger. And they introduced a third kit that year as well, didn't they? M- mainly before that, it was um, it was home and away shirts. But that year they brought yep. in that nice, really crisp red third shirt. Indeed, indeed, yeah, that year. Uh, before they used to have third shirts a bit earlier in the 80s, even in, uh, in 1984, but from the NRA period, I think, yeah, it was the first time that they had a third shirt. What a fairy tale as well. Red. You bring in a player like Maradona, you've never won it before. And two seasons yeah. later, you've done the league and cup double. I mean, for them fans, it must just have been 
the it was it's it, it reminds me probably of being a young I was you know being a young Man United fan in that late nineties. I mean, the, mm-hmm. being a being a young or even being an old Napoli fan, you've watched your team for years and years, and then to for somebody like that to because we all know the history with Maradona and his temperament and mm-hmm. how things can go, but generally. Mm-hmm. When he gets on a football pitch, he does the business, doesn't he? His personal life might be an absolute mess. Absolutely, yeah. You know, he's there. He is. He shows up in Italy. Two years later, he's mm. got them the cup double. I mean, that just the boys that bought him must just have been like, "See, told you." Yeah, well, you know, when you have so much success as a player, and you're in the city, in the city of Naples, uh, I guess you can let yourself go uh, if you perform on the pitch, as he did. But the most special thing, obviously, of, of winning the Scudetto is just. It's basically the poor South. It's the revenge of the poor South. And that means so much more than we could imagine. For them, it was something because basically against every big team, there was a chance against the Napoli and about how dirty the city was, how poor the people are. And imagine like this, your club, if you're from Naples, your club winning the, the Scudetto. That's just that's just the biggest revenge because it's a city that just lives and breathes football all the time. There are not many cities like this, you know. You have a match on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, on on a Monday, you already start thinking of the next match. You know that's that's basically what people have. It's just sports and just the passion, and it means just so much more uh, to them than uh, to many other supporters. So, yeah, I can only imagine how uh, how happy they were. Not even happy in what kind of state they were when they finally won it. The impact he's had on that city as well. It's still, I mean, it's still there massively. You think of all the murals around. You know, they've renamed mm-hmm. the stadium. But for a lot of other clubs, especially, it, it usually tends to go with success, doesn't it? But you think about yeah. you think about other clubs, they might have... There's usually a generational player. So there'll be a generation mm-hmm. that will have a memory for a player. Whereas Napoli, mm-hmm. every everything in Naples is Maradona. Everything. Every Muriel, you know, the stadium, it's, it, it is that one player. And it's just the, the impact is incredible that he's had. Yeah, It couldn't have worked out better, really. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, crazy. And besides all the people, all the boys that are called Diego in the uh, in the Naples, it's just you know it's just a passion that that doesn't fade away. You know, a, a grandfather and a father they teach their their young kids who will often teach them their kids about how how great Diego Maradona was. And there you'll never hear a bad word about Diego because I mean you have a life on the pitch and a life off the pitch and people didn't really care about what happened uh, off the pitch so and it, it, it's not important it's not important to them because yeah Diego is a god so and that's why we won't talk about lots of little boys running around called Diego in the uh, in the late yeah. 80s <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> So here's an interesting shirt question for you. Mm-hmm. So, I, and I'm and Adi, you can back me up on this because I know you feel this way too. But a lot of a lot of people that collect shirts like to have the shirt that they were successful in. For example, you know, you win the Champions League, they like that shirt. But there's lots of Italian fans that prefer to have the next season's shirt because they get the Scudetto patch. They're very proud mm-hmm. to wear that Scudetto patch. 
like yeah, the the yeah. Roma shirt you have, Adrian. You know that's one of your favorite shirts because it has the Scudetto patch. So, what do you think is more collectible? Is it the shirt that they wore when they won the league, or the season we're about to go on to, where they have that first shirt that has a Scudetto patch on it? I guess it depends who you talk to, or like to which collector you're talking. But I would say uh, more with the Scudetto patch because it just had it's basically not even not one but two crowns on one shirt. Mm. You have the Scudetto shield and, and, a, and a Copa patch. Yeah. I know people who absolutely love the the, the eighty six eighty seven shirt because indeed it's the year that they won the championship. No one person who has the shirt worn in the last match that they were uh, crowned champions after. So. Uh, I would say with the because it's just it's just so beautiful. It's like two 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 crowns on one shirt, and doesn't cannot get better on an Italian shirt. It doesn't get better than that. It was an interesting crossover between the eighty six and eighty seven shirt. So the the white away eighty seven shirt that obviously we see with the Concordia and the Scudetto patch, mm-hmm. they wore that shirt for the final, the second leg of the final of the Coppa Italia the previous season, and we complain about teams doing that nowadays against Trevor Francis and Stromberg's Atalanta side in that second mm-hmm. leg. They wore the following season's away shirt, and of course, it didn't have Scudetto patch on at that stage yeah. or the copper patch um, that must be a pretty rare shirt to pick up the 87 away without patches I would have thought yeah I think any away shirt is very difficult to get but especially from the seasons before uh, 887 they're actually quite hard to find I don't know maybe one person a big Napoli collector might have it but yeah I mean based on your knowledge as well I know because obviously I mean I was I, I was only born in 87 so I still wasn't mm-hmm. I still wasn't really football shirt hunting at this stage of the of the calendar, but I know that replica shirts were they weren't really that popular of a thing early on. That's why no. those '80s shirts are really rare because they they didn't even really. It wasn't until the late '80s that clubs actually started producing replicas for people to wear, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they started. I think it was Juventus who started like making replicas and really promoting them. Because other teams are not really doing it. For example, you can buy a green Sportivo from 85 or 86, and maybe out of 10, you'll find one with the shirt advertisement. So, so what do you find you know, if you're out there looking for those shirts? Uh, do you find lots mm-hmm. of fan-made shirts as opposed to officially produced shirts? Yeah. Or, or are they all modern yeah. stuff? Uh, so basically, you'll find very simple T-shirts. You'll find a lot of fan shirts because I guess anybody could find the right color of uh, acrylic uh, material. And, uh, and make a Coppa Italia patch or Scudetto patch and so on a number. So you'll find a lot of homemade shirts. You have the you have the, the, the shop replicas that were also different back in the day. The ones that were very few sold. Some, one person even told me they were never sold with number on the back uh, or it was very rare to have uh, a one with a, sh- with a number. So often the ones with number 10 were added later, which is not per se a problem as long as the shirt is, is authentic. So, but they're very hard to find for sure. So into 88, 89, that's another pretty big year for, for Napoli, Damien. Yeah, yeah, they won the UEFA Cup. Yeah, beautiful year. I know you've got family from Naples, so is, mm-hmm. that, is that something they still hold on to today? Oh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're still very proud, uh, very proud of that achievement. It will never beat the winning the Scudetto, but definitely proud of the of the whole UEFA, their, their season in the UEFA Cup. So, yeah. And this was the first season with Mars on the shirt, wasn't it? Yes, yes, indeed, yeah. Yeah, we totally gone place for uh, for Mars, yeah. They're my favourites, I think. I I'm as, I love the Scudetto patches on the Batonis, but the, I really do. I just, I think it's so aesthetically pleasing, that Mars sponsor on the shirt. I really like it. Absolutely, me too. Me too, those are my favourite shirts. If I had to choose between Mars and, 
And Butoni, it will definitely be Mars or Butoni, the polo style without the Scudetto shield and uh, Coppa patch. Just looks a bit cleaner. I'm not Napolitan, so of mm-hmm. course, the one with Scudetto patch <laughs> and Coppa patch are very, very beautiful and iconic, but aesthetically, I prefer uh, a bit less, uh, like fewer things around. It's one of the hardest decisions I have to make. You'll see, this is one I bought from you. <laughs> Beautiful, yeah, I recognize it. Thank going you. for the Scudetto patch of the Mars. It was a very hard decision. Most <laughs> <laughs> of the people go for the Scudetto. Success and trophies do dictate demand for shirts, don't they? So in terms of that Mars shirt, the blue Mars shirt, the famous, very famous ish, uh, image of Maradona holding up that beautiful UEFA Cup. Yeah, Is that, is that a hugely popular collectible shirt where does that rank in in the in terms of napoli shirts uh yeah i think after the buitoni shirt it's the most collectible shirt i do have one in my collection an authentic it is because it's just so beautiful this is not a match worn shirt uh but it's an authentic uh replica yeah very beautiful with the dark mars sponsor you had also with the white sponsor with the dark uh sponsor i prefer it with a white outline um yeah definitely collectible for sure yeah, that's very cool that that's an original. Yeah, yeah. I know you like jackets as well, Damien. A Napoli jacket got particularly famous that year as well due to Maradona's mm-hmm. warm-up in a semi-final against yeah. Bayern Munich. <laughs> yeah, 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 the rain jacket. Yeah, very funny. And I always thought that it had like some kind of a lace around the the waist. But in the end, it turn, turns out to be basically from the bottom that he flipped up and then uh, made a knot like in the middle. So I was always trying to find the original. I was like, no, I need to find one with the lace in the middle, like around the, the waist. And it doesn't exist just because he was so short. Or the jacket was so big, who knows? <laughs> I only mentioned that jacket because I want to play the clip of the music and then yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right, oh, Damien. It might be a Wenger-style jacket. So it could have been one of those kind of knee-length ones for the if it was a bad day. So he just rolled up and tied it up. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Eighty-nine, ninety. Was this when polyester came back in? Well, no, that was the next season, wasn't it? That was nine. No, no, no. Eighty-nine, uh, eighty-nine, ninety is the first uh, year that they started with polyester shirts. Yeah, the away shirt. So it's polyester came in, and also a second scudetto. Yeah. How about these shirts? I mean, this is where, you know, from a more of a younger collector, I'll say younger, mm. being in my 30s, but, you know, mm. um, mm. starting to hit the, the 90s period now. And for me, these are probably personally the most iconic shirts, the 89-90 and the 90-91. Yeah. What, what do you guys think? Yeah, definitely uh, iconic. Well, they they started experimenting with, with polyester because that's what the big clubs wanted at the time. So I never had to, had to keep up. Uh, they made a beautiful away shirt. It looked a bit like the, the Germany 88 uh, 90 shirt. Pretty cool with a, with a red Mars uh, sponsor. Really, really nice. The home shirt were still made uh, the um, acrylic fabric. So they kind of remained the same. The, the style of sponsor changed, but the, the shirt remained the same. Absolutely beautiful. I love the away shirt. Definitely iconic. The one from the season after that is slightly better, in my opinion, but a pretty good start. I know we jumped forward a bit, but the following season away shirts almost got like the all sport Inter Milan pattern yeah. that we've seen across yeah. the front, and we've seen this year on the third shirt, um, same colorway, yeah. but yeah, really beautiful, yeah. really beautiful shirts. Yeah, on the pitch to to win the second Scudetto, still the last Scudetto. I mean, it's yeah. incredible, really, isn't it? A, a club the size of Naples, yeah, has, hasn't won the league for over thirty years now. Yeah, and then they won the Scudetto, Coppa Italia, UEFA Cup, and other Scudetto. So that's uh, beautiful. It, it cannot get better. 
and unfortunately they've been waiting uh, ever since and importantly i mean they got that skeleto patch back for the following year yep. and in a lot of people's minds the best set of shirts that that, that that they had as a collection of shirts definitely i would definitely agree with one of the shirts because it's very reminiscent the same template as one of the roma shirts that year so uh went back they all yeah. are <laughs> in terms of the pattern yeah. and the um the sway yeah. across it yeah. what, what, what do you guys think of those shirts from, from the 1991 season well, I have to admit, I prefer the acrylic fabric home shirts. So if, if I could have any Napoli home shirt, I would definitely go for one of the fabric ones. But I'll, I'll agree with you. I mean, the third shirt, that red third shirt that year, with the kind of half circle pattern coming swooshing into the middle, that Adrian is quoting oh. there, is, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I love that shirt. That's my favourite polyester one, for sure. No, no, definitely I agree. Uh, I think for me, like an area is acrylic shirts. But uh, yeah, no, they they continued with um, with the polyester shirts that year, and well, apparently they were uh, not suitable at all for playing on the pitch. The polyester shirts uh, they were too heavy. Uh, Maradona complained about them. Giannini from Roma as well. That's what Nicola Raculia told me. Uh, but they tried. They they made uh, different designs. I think Napoli had so they had a home away a third shirt. They had a cup shirt. They had various versions with and without small logos. And then also, and there are many, many variations. Basically, they tried a lot of things that year. They're definitely iconic. All of them, uh, especially the third shirt, you said, uh, the away shirt. It's, I guess, one of my favorites also from from that, uh, probably my favorite away shirt from the Diego Maradona era. And the home shirt, well, very beautiful. They had a plain blue. They had one with a white wave. Yeah, beautiful. Really a good yeah, job, right. but apparently not suitable for the pitch. Whenever I think of small variations, all I think about is that's a collector's nightmare in twenty years. Because <laughs> if you don't, oh, remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you don't remember it from the time, they've got three different size sponsors, or they've moved the badge, so you're looking for an authentic shirt, and you're just like, why are all three of these different? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then also there were like production errors. There you'll find, uh, you know, for example, with the Roma shirt. That was in that season there. So there's the way shirt also with that wave. And then there is a couple of matches they play with the Lupetto on the left and the logo on the right. And then other, they switch around. And I asked Nicola Raculia, how, how come? He said, just a production error. <laughs> so we decided to use those shirts anyway. I mean, different times, right? You want to change it up. Let's go, uh, let's go with it and just play. So a couple of weeks ago, there was a very um, famous sale of a certain shirt that was an iconic moment for everybody that's not English, and it fetched an yep. astronomical price. So have you have you ever seen on the market any Napoli Maradona match worn shirts from from any of the seasons we've just discussed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but not for uh, what was it seven million? No, yeah, not for seven million. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I've seen and. Basically, it's not really a problem because there are definitely player shirts and store shirts. So it's very easy to recognize player shirts, authentic player shirts, but you don't really know if you're actually worried or not because you used to get a lot of shirts from, from an era to give away to friends. So if you have a number 10 uh, Butoni shirt or Mars shirt, it doesn't really mean that he actually wore it. Also coming sometimes from former players, sometimes they just received like spare shirts. Uh, but I've, yeah, I've seen, let's say, allegedly match-worn uh, Maradona shirts for sure seen a couple of them and what kind of price so basically you'll be looking at around depending on the season but let's say the the, the one that you have behind you with the scudetto and um, the coppa italia patch will be 
used to be around three. I'm talking talking about Italian price, right? Because I'm mm. communicating with Italian collectors, and let's say that their budget is not like, uh, like for example, uh, um, somebody from the UK who. <laughs> Yeah, seven million exactly, <laughs> or somebody else would spend more. In Italy, it would be more around three thousand, three four thousand euros. Okay, that's not a terrible that is, that price for what it is, is it? No, and I found the price not to be really to be much higher than when he was still alive, because when he was alive, yeah, you would get them at um, yeah two and a half, three thousand. Now. Yeah, 5,000 is already quite difficult to get, for example, in, uh, in Italy because people are still used to the previous price. Wow. You're looking at a period of shirts there that's the greatest shirts in Napoli's era, along with their greatest yep. player and their greatest success on the pitch. I mean, what, what a combination that is. Damien, you've, you've sold a lot of these shirts and you've had remanufactured a lot of these shirts. Mm-hmm. What's the most popular? Which one sells, sells the most now in today's Oh, market? definitely the 87-88 the shirt. Yeah, definitely mile, the most you answered popular. that very quickly, yeah? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, everybody wants it. And then I would say the Mars shirts and then a couple of away shirts, but definitely the Butoni 87, 88 first, yeah. So for anybody who's interested in any of those shirts and wants to take a closer look at them, I'd suggest you log on to Damien's website. We'll share it after the show in the Twitter feed, but, but have a look Have a look at what's there. And he's got some beautiful, beautiful shirts on offer there. And I can confirm they're great. <laughs> As can I. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Adrian. Yeah, you're both proudly uh, sporting them, so thanks. The only reason I'm not wearing mine, Damien, is I've still got the tag on. Scott's oh, all his shirts, all his shirts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't take the tags off. <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, keep it like this. Yeah. It's much better. <laughs> um, Guys, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it, and congratulations uh, for reaching the 5,000 followers. As a small surprise, I offer to you and your followers the occasion to win a classic 87-88 reissue of the Napoli shirt. All you have to do will uh, be uh, mentioned in a tweet. <laughs> oh wow! Wow, really appreciate <laughs> that, Damien. That'll go down a storm. We'll um, we'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah, a competition during this week. And um, thank you ever so much. It's going to be a, a very lucky person out there. Great to chat to you, Damien. Bye bye. Yes. How good is that giveaway as well that Damien's been kind enough to, to run with us? I mean, that's a £199 shirt. And I'm just a little bit peeved that we're not allowed to enter that. Hang we're on, not. who says we can't enter this? Well, I've got I three different assume. Twitter accounts I plan on entering with. <laughs> Only three, Mike. Most people in the football community have got at least five. <laughs> I've got my wife's as well. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, an unbelievable shirt. Does anybody else... I, I mean, Tom, you've got one of the Nicola Rakuja uh, remakes. I've got one as well. They are incredible, aren't they? Oh, they're absolutely brilliant. They're, they're, they're brilliantly comfortable. They look great. The only thing is, because they're brand new with the tags, I'm so cautious over mine. I, I, I'm, I, just, can't, I just can't touch it. It's that beautiful. I don't want to touch it. You're right. They are incredible. And this pod's going out Monday morning, if you listen to it live or not live but recently recorded we're going to go with the giveaway this afternoon so monday afternoon it'll be open until sunday evening we're going to run that on the twitter giveaway and i just oh my word i mean this is an incredible shirt iconic history it's just it's just got everything finally gents let's wrap up with this week's kit room 101 hi guys how's it going paul here from football kit box just want to say well done on the pod so far absolutely loving it really really cool looking forward to it every monday and uh, 
well done on it so far. It's really, really good. I have a suggestion for Room 101. I think taglines on sponsors need to go. Absolutely ruin a lot of the new rele- releases uh, in the shirts for me. The new Coventry shirt, uh, the Juventus shirt, even the Arsenal shirt. They just look awful. Imbalanced, greedy, superfluous. they got to get in the bin, in Room 101. Let me know what you think. Thanks. So there we go. Who wants to kick us off this week? I'll, I'll go. This is an easy one for me. 100% agree. It's, it's, a, it's a really easy one. Uh, nobody likes their sponsors being too big and bulky at the best of times. When you start adding on extra crap you don't need, what, what's the point? Villa have had a couple of bad ones over the years that I don't like, and the ones suggested are, uh, are good. Good suggestions that just prove how unnecessary it is. Just put your sponsor on and leave the rest of the shirt. So, Mike, the Coventry shirt that we covered earlier that you, you love, big thumbs up, I think, from all of us, it says... Boyle Sports, and then underneath, this is betting. Mm. If if that, you know what, funnily enough, when I was reading through those replies on Twitter, that was one of the biggest things that was mentioned was the sponsor. Two reasons. A, it cuts into the tram lines, but B, that extra bit underneath, it's not necessary. It doesn't need to be there. The product is still being advertised. If I mean, if... <sighs> I don't know. It's just it's just not necessary. We we know what the product is. You don't need a tagline underneath. See, I was going to agree with this, and the, the main one in my head was obviously Juventus with the Jeep and that 4XE, which admittedly I have got a little used to recently. But there is one sponsor that's sticking in my head that for some reason just jumped out at me that makes me think I can't agree with this because it's a brilliant sponsor in my eyes. And it's Atletico Madrid when they were sponsored by Azerbaijan. And underneath it just said "Land of Fire." I love that. I love that. It was awful. It 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 was was terrible. (laughs) It's brilliant. Oh no! I think I think we're going off 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 piste here, but I just think a football team that's from a certain place being sponsored by another place on the shirt is mental. But anyway, so that's I don't like that for other reasons. But anyway, so no, Tom, you're not having that. can you come up with any valid argument? Well, if you if you're not accepting that, I don't think I can come up with a better one. I'll just have to the the, the the question I would put to you then is: Would would you save all of the other terrible sponsors and terrible taglines just so you can have Land of Fire on your Atletico Madrid shirt? <laughs> yes. Yes. I the would. worst of valid points put forward on the Twitter feed, uh, actually, that's um, that football kit box tweeted so nick at footy draws came up with the 1982 man united shirt that's got sharp and it's got electronics underneath or something like that but i think the argument that's been put forward is that's not a strap line that's a product description and at the time that was the branding that they used and i think that's acceptable uv shirts jeep 4xe acceptable about the 4xe do they look better to enhance the shirt no it is trash but i've got another good one sony mini disc uh, you, you you sold me a little bit there because I love the mini disc player as well. So, but I'm still sticking with it. I'm still saying, still saying it goes in. You're two to one on this one, Tom. It's in the bin. It's in the bin. It's gone. It's gone. 
great nomination. If anybody else who wants to make a nomination for Kit Room 101, please either at us at the Kit Mag on Twitter or send us a DM, and we're more than happy to share anybody's 101 nominations. Thank you very much for listening to this week. I'm going to hand over to Tom to say some goodbyes and farewells. Thank you, everyone, again for listening. One thing we really want to ask about this week is if you could please leave us a review on the Spotify app or wherever you listen to the podcast. Please leave us a review or some feedback. It really helps us with the pod. But thank you very much and see you next week. Share the pod. Share the pod. Share the pod. Share the pod. Share the pod.